This is Mona Lisa Baseball, season two. So now moving from high school, taking a big leap up to big leagues. Mm, can't wait. Yeah, is there is there anything without me front-loading this with any sort of information where you go, okay, it's 2022, I got a big f***ing problem with <laughs> A, B, C, or D. Anything jump out first to you as far as, wow, here we go. God damn you. I can't believe I get to do this. Can right of now. worms. Can um, of worms. I mean, I'm a National League elitist, so I am so... But you grew up that way, correct? Giants were your team. 100%. Okay. I just... I don't understand why they couldn't coexist. I was totally fine that there was a league that thought they were tight. And, in my opinion, wasn't. Mm-hmm. But now... Boy, it really dumbs the game down, and it's really sad to me. The intricacies, the nuances, that word that you used so much earlier, it makes this game so beautiful, and we're going to miss a lot of that, and and that's really sad to me. Okay, so it sounds like you're not for it, (laughs) for the changes, (laughs) but how do you feel like this may affect you as a fan moving forward. I mean, prediction wise, cause we're what five games in or yeah to the, to the 2022 season. I mean, I think we're kind of already seeing it even with the, our local team, the giants. I mean, the unwritten rules of baseball are, there's a war against them for reasons I can't explain. Who, okay. We're going to get into that. I'm going to get you into the, remind me, we'll come right back to that. Okay. But to answer your question the most, the part that scares me about all these rule changes is that the game of baseball is meant to be accessible. That's why you play 162 times a year. It's a, it's a marathon. There's an old adage in baseball that you win 50 and you lose 50. And what you do with the 62 left over is on you. And we're going to lose that because players are assets. I mean, we're already seeing it happen, and so now what, we're going to lose game? I think these rule changes are going towards the bigger problem, which is playoffs are going to get longer, regular season's going to get shorter, uh-huh. and I'm not I'm not into it at all. Okay, so you say these rule changes as sort of a plural. You seem to have a problem with them. What else comes up in your mind? Um, okay... The Otani rule kills me. I didn't realize. Can of worms. We'll get back to that one. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I don't like pitch clock anything that has to do with instituting the idea that the game needs fixing. I mean, I don't even know where it's like, I'm, yeah, my head's spinning. Right little now. Annoyed. My head is spinning. Right. Well, I'll tell you that I did see the, your opponent. Pitching today, working quite fast, and I really appreciated that. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Get in there and pitch. Great. Don't need a clock. That's the thing. Well, that's what I want to. I want to ask a fellow baseball person: is what is the issue with just telling the league or the pitchers we'd appreciate if you worked quicker? I don't understand. Would, would that just not work? Are pitchers hard-headed in a way where they're like, I'll work at whatever speed I want? Because I think they're at liberty to do so to a degree. But if it was kind of reported as a league-wide, hey, 
we all feel as though the game ought to be quicker and we'd rather not change the rules. Can you guys just try to move a little quicker? Do you think that's ever happened in the past? Or why does it come to this, like, now we're going with uh, throwing a clock in each stadium? I mean, because I'm, I'm the wrong guy to ask that. because It I wasn't that long ago that games weren't going this long, and now they're going crazy longer. So what's standing in the way of that? I've been to a two-hour game. I know what that feels like. A big league, night in a game, two hours. It's completely unheard of now. Completely. So what changed in like 20 years that just makes that impossible now? I'm the wrong guy to ask that because I have never thought, I've never had an issue with it. I think the problem with it is that that comparison to other major sports of because there's a clock. But I mean, NFL, those games are super long. No one seems to give a shit. Because of advertising and yeah. every three seconds you're being They know told, it's three hours. Yeah. Mona Lisa Baseball brought to you by T-Mobile. Like that kind of thing over and over and over. Like I don't, baseball used to not be like that, but it's definitely, um, it's gotten to a point where I don't understand why we're trying to change the game to people that don't necessarily, like that need it to be faster. I don't, yeah. my heart is lost on me. Yeah. So I'm sorry that I don't have an answer for you. Like, yeah. I guess the, the game is longer. Fuck, I, I don't like the players are better and the game just maybe there's a strategy involved with the pitchers and catchers and they mm-hmm. don't seem to be on the same page. Uh, again, I don't, I've never really thought to myself like, boy, that was a really long game unless it was yeah. extra innings or something. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way. I feel like we have to address the topic because it comes up with so many people. And I think I'd mentioned it earlier where I heard a six-year-old interview with uh, Colin Cowherd and he was saying, oh, they sped the game up nine minutes, which is great, and then just kind of moved on. And I remember thinking, what does this guy care that the game sped up nine minutes from like 258 to 249? Like that's that's a valuable accomplishment is kind of how he made it Are we working towards a goal? I don't know. Like, is there a, do they have a duration in mind that, that I'm not aware of? Like, that's a if, great question. If you're over two hours and 15 minutes, yeah. you get dinged yeah. or something. Like, yeah. I, I well, don't it does feel like that because I got hit up a week or two ago by a close friend of mine who said, I was just listening to NPR and it was the day of the first, first day of the season. And one of the questions was, or they kind of posed this next, Hey, in our next segment, baseball is coming back today. What are ways we can speed up the game next coming up? And, and he texted me and said, don't you think that's a little alarming? Or he didn't really even say it that way. He just almost mockingly, and it wasn't a text message. Now that I remember it, he called me and left a message that reported what he heard. And he said, how do you feel about that mockingly? And of course I was shaking my head like, Oh, now NPR is on the case of the game has to be shorter. I think that's so interesting what you bring up the fact that you've never even thought of is the game long or short, because I've never thought of that. When you're at a game, it's like, what inning is it? Fourth? Oh, cool. Yeah. Seventh? Oh, seventh inning stretch. Uh, the game ends in the ninth, and then you go home. But the amount of time it took is almost the very last thing on your list. And maybe that becomes more important when you're an adult, and you might have to work the next morning or whatever it is, but Again, you could go back to early baseball and a lot of day games. 
So what about this one? Yeah. We've fallen in love with offense, right? <clears throat> Chicks dig the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball. It's all about bombs, hitting homers. I would love to see an average duration of a game of a 2-1 game. Yeah. And see where that lands. Yeah. What's wrong with defense? Probably under three hours. What's wrong with great pitching, great defense, tight ball game into the ninth? That doesn't keep you on the edge of your seat. All you care about is, oh, who hit the bomb today? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I, Again. You want the game to be 20 to 18, it's going to take longer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one place that people have kind of failed to sort of recognize who who put baseball in a position of being the finger pointed at them is what you're doing wrong is sports center. And like not like a one Oh game is bad. And that a 12, and a so 12, bad. 11 game is good. Right. And to me, it doesn't matter because you're going to get both all season and yeah. everything in between and maybe more, maybe less, but to, to label one as good or bad is ludicrous in a one sixty two season where you're going to see all of it. And, uh, okay. So let's go to current events. Okay. So within a matter of a few days, Clayton Kershaw threw seven perfect innings and was pulled out by his manager and had some quotes in the next day's paper about, Oh, I'm cool with it. I understand. And, uh, would just love off the cuff your your take <laughs> of Bullshit. such an event. The Dodgers played the you know who it was? It was Twins, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Which those are teams that aren't supposed to play in theory, right. but no opening season. They're playing home early. Opener. Yeah, home opener, <laughs> National versus American. They've unified the leagues. Congratulations. Uh, just like the NFL. That's all. That's yeah, fine. through seven innings of not no hit ball, no hit ball plus perfect ball. And he got yanked, and he seemed to be fine with it. So anything you'd like to uh, share with me? Like my buddy Mike would say, sports are cool. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) I see a lot of head shaking. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, the the raddest part about it is Dave Roberts has done this before. So at least he sticks true to form. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I have a note that I can't wait to share with you, but this game was never in made to be perfect, but there is a part of this game that can be so much so that they call it that. Yeah. If you pitch 27 guys in a row and none of them touch first base, I mean, how much more, I mean, it doesn't get more beautiful than that. And you're going to deprive a guy that opportunity. I I don't, what are you playing? Like, I, I don't know, man. Yes, you're going to win the game. You're up 6 nothing. What, he gives up a hit and then... And then what? Yeah, what? Yeah. We'll bring a guy in to give up a hit for you. Like, that's your angle. I... Terrible. I just don't understand. I, I mean, at this point, it's what? It's an asset? That was he was saying. It's yeah. a team game. I got a lot of baseball left. Right. It's like, okay, cool. So... Team effort. Right. I, I mean, I read all the quotes about what he said, and... He didn't seem to have any problem with it, and I understand that he has to say certain things towards the media. But what wasn't addressed in any of the comments that he said or the comments online that I read was, a fan might not like it. And I think that's a really valid thing to ask, which is, you know, what percentage of your fan base would have loved to see him come out for the eighth inning? 
And I would think or assume it'd be a vast majority. That number better be at least 99%. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll just go ahead and say at least 90%. I mean, you want to take the goodness. one stat junkie. But uh, what you're really doing is you're putting analytics in a position that's more than the uh, visceral feelings of the baseball player. Totally. Which I think is a dangerous thing to fuck with if you're going, I mean, straight analytics over, I'll say this time and time again, this is a human sport. We're all humans. We're all humans in it. And if you're going to mess with what brings people the happiest, and there seems to be a good amount of people that are still with the old school, the horses. (laughs) I want to see my guy go seven to nine innings. That's still with the baseball culture. Fast forward 10 years, I don't know where it'll be. That might be a dead thing that no one even thinks about anymore. But at this point, they're still into it. Dude, and there's, there's something about baseball. Have you ever run into a stretch or when you see someone who's hitting the ball so well where it looks like a grapefruit? Hmm. Where you're like, this guy can't get out, right? He's hitting doubles nonstop. He hits everything. He's taking the out, the pitch outside is going oppo homer. That feeling for a pitcher, you're going to do like, he's feeling it. Like no one can hit me. No one can hit me right now. That's how good I feel. That's a human. That's a beautiful thing in this game. What? And it's gone because, well, you know. Well, it was gone. It'll be his third time through the lineup, so they probably will hit him. So let's not even take the chance. Wasn't it a little disturbing reading the next day's quotes about Clayton Kershaw not having an issue with it? And, okay, he's a Dodger, so you've been designed to hate him. I, I can put that aside for this situation. You can put him aside for that. But you know what he couldn't help but highlight? And this pissed the shit out of me. I did not like this. He said, blame it on the lockout. Wow. So, so he kind of threw it at the owners. If you guys would have just gone along with what we were saying, we wouldn't have had a shorter spring training. My arm would have been trained. I wasn't able to train as long. I've done these simulation games that only went 75 pitches, and I was at 80, and it was time to go. So blame it on the lockout. Hmm. How do you think a fan feels about that, where you're really just talking about money and chicken shit things, where you go, yeah, 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 lockout, throw a fucking perfect game? Asset management, bro. Because there's... I was throwing this out there. I don't know where we're at right now, but there's maybe about 30 perfect games in history. Yeah, in the history of the game. Right. Like, around that number, I don't know where we're at now. But to flippantly just say, oh, yeah, that's lockout BS, and I think they made the right decision. Doesn't it seem like someone was telling Clayton, like, almost feeding him what to say, or was he saying it? To make sure that he pleased his management. Like, there was something that turned my stomach about it. Right. Where, where's the athlete? Like, where's the boxer saying, you think you could beat my ass? Fucking prove it. Yeah, here comes another fastball. First off, I love that you call him Clayton. Like, first name basis. Love that. Clayton. <laughs> I it, never met a Clayton. It does. 
It stinks, dude. It stinks like, yeah, then they're using the media to jab each other for reasons that just, I don't know, man. It's so fucking beyond the love of the game at this point. How do you not want to, I mean, was he not advocating to pitch the eighth inning? Is that what we're hearing here? Were you, did you have a perfect okay. game? Yeah. And you said, you know what, coach? I'm, I'm good with a perfect seven. Let's call it. Are, okay. Are you serious right now? I want to bring this up because I talked to my dad about it and I asked him how he thought and he was shaking his head doing all the same things we're doing. And what the conclusion we came to was how do the two of them not have a conversation? We don't know that this happened or not, but the conversation of Dave going over to Clayton, first name basis. <laughs> And saying, what do you think about the eighth? I mean, we don't even know if that happened or not. But in terms of, it, it's it's sort of like the thing when I say when, you know, an umpire's in the ninth inning and it's a playoff game. They almost have to play, they almost have to call the game in a certain way to kind of let it play out on the field. Like, is Dave... And Clayton t- having that conversation, or is Clayton just putting all his chips in, hey, whatever manager says? Because it feels to me, and my dad, we were saying, was it's not Dave's decision, even though he's the manager. It's Clayton. Yeah. Do you want to go out in the eighth? And it sounds like that didn't even happen. And that just seems super weird to me. There's quotes of like Nolan Ryan mainly that I can think of. Where it's like, the manager wouldn't even dare to yeah. go out there to get him. <laughs> even if he'd given up eight hits. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm finishing this game. Yeah. Yeah. And that mentality, how do you not have that mentality? And maybe he does. I'm, yeah. I might be getting ahead of myself here, but it's, it's really hard to think that you don't, like the passion of the game, like you don't want to have a perfect game under your belt. That is such a rare occurrence that it's called perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. <laughs> we think the same. Yeah. It was, so we end up just. Well, I, I got to say, when we talked about getting together <laughs> for this interview, we were both excited about the fact that this baseball moment had come up for us to talk about. And it's almost astounding as being a pretty low grade athlete that loved playing sports, but didn't make it above high school. So felt the passion of the game and all that stuff, but didn't really have the juju or the moxie to make it past that. But the thought, even the thought of being taken out of a game without the chance to finish that, like would piss me off to no end. I, I feel like if that happened 20 years ago, I'd still be pissed about it. And there's something really weird about Clayton going along with it. I agree. That makes the sport seem shakier. That you go, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Yeah. The shakiness is very real. Things are not healthy. And if the players are, and the managers are what making statements using the game, they're now assets. Well, it They've depends on how we, we talk about them as players and the human aspect, but they're viewed as assets. Okay, I got another question for you. Current events. This just happened within a few days. I read something that happened. You might be able to help me out. If you can't, that's fine. 
Something happened with a Giants game with a bunt. And supposedly racism was involved. These are the only words I've seen, but I don't know what, how all this came together. Can okay. you yeah. bring some of this to light for me? I got you. Okay. All right. Um, the racism piece is, is you're a little misled. That actually happened earlier with the first base coach. Okay. So Richardson or the Giants first base coach was relaying signs to the outfield or something and got ejected. So then the bench coach. The base coach got ejected. That's right. I think from the bench. So this. Who ejected the base coach? This is where it gets weird. The home umpire. What? And then the bench coach of the Padres shouted some stuff at him. I'm still not totally sure how it all went down, but that's how we had the first female first base coach. Okay. So that was a. So so that guy got tossed and and she got moved in. Okay. The bond that you're referring to. And there's a stolen base as well. Comes down to what I said earlier about the war on unwritten rules. Okay. Up 11-2, bunts for a base hit. Ah. Tough one. Yeah. Real tough. Up 11-2, steal second base. (laughs) And uh, that one really gets under my skin. Giants winning 11-2 or losing 11-2? Winning. And then they bunted for a single and then stole second base. Two separate occasions, but yes. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So these are not connected. Do we have any idea why the coach was ejected for sending signs to the outfield? Yeah. That was, that part I don't understand and I don't want to speak to it and and misinform people, but he was ejected. That's, that first base coach was ejected. That's right. Which I've never heard of. And then that's how we ended up with the first female uh, player on the field coach at first base. Okay. Wow. Which is great. The circumstances yeah, this is really, really strange. Right, right. Okay. I wonder if there's any connection there. So, yeah, I mean, unwritten rules of baseball. Let's talk about them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, where do you want to start? Well, the, I loved your previous conversation about how, like, yeah, the Rays and the Yanks, all they do is throw it at each other. Stupid baseball. Couldn't agree more. But baseball governs itself. It can. It used to. But there's a war on this, like bat flips, excessive celebrations. Okay, that's good. I just saw some highlights of Vlad Vlad Guerrero Jr., three home runs in a game. And when he hits a ball, and he hits some bombs, standing at home. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not the one that's going to tell him don't stand at home. I have no problem with that. I also have no problem with the pitcher plunking him the next at bat, which basically says, next time you hit a home run, go ahead and run the bases and don't stand at home. I don't see any problem with a pitcher plunking him because that is showing up the other team. People would argue Let's allow our younger players who are badasses to do whatever they want to bring flamboyance into the game because the game is boring. That's right. I don't really think too many fans are coming into the game to watch what a reaction is from a home run. Maybe. I might be wrong. But I think it's pretty fair right where it's at, which is if you hit home runs and you want to stand at home and admire it, 
that's totally fine. But if someone wants to plunk you for doing that, that's also fine. And that's pretty much the end of my statement. What do you think? I think that, like, all right, if you hit a bomb, if you hit a walk-off, that, to me, like, you've earned that celebration. Yeah. You played nine full, you hit the bomb, everyone goes home happy if you're at home. Freaking awesome. Do you really need to celebrate like you hit a walk-off if you hit a solo shot in the second inning? (laughs) I don't know. Shouldn't you just kind of act like you've been there? You're getting paid a bunch of money. Yeah, it's... The thing is, it shoulds, but <laughs> I hear I hear so many people comment on they should allow these players to do that. And the thing is, they are allowing them to do it. They just get to choose if they plunk them or not. There's no one saying you can't do it. There's people saying you shouldn't and you might pay a price. Well, you used to. Now it's just... Part of the game. Okay, well, let's talk about the bunt. All right? The bunt that you just From brought. walk off to bunt. Okay, so we'll, let me, it'll come bunt. back. It'll come back. Okay. So the manager of the Giants is saying, hey, we're trying to wear down their bullpen. No lead is safe. It's the MLB. 11-2. And it's <laughs> like, okay. I mean, that sounds like someone that would say that if they knew they were breaking a rule that was old school. Yeah. Okay. And Will Clark was on KNBR. And he made a comment of like, yeah, um, pretty much disrespectful. Like back in our day, we wouldn't even hold the guy on at first sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and there's probably a happy medium there, but it's almost like there's this new mentality again, maybe to put people in the seats that it feels like they're trying to, they or whomever proven a point that the old way of doing things is bullshit. And that is really interesting to me. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that uh-huh. until recently Yeah, because it's trickling down to the high school level. Yeah. Every time we do a pregame speech with the umpires, they tell us, make sure the kids don't have jewelry on. I don't remember being told that ever. Yeah. And it's because the kids see all these guys with mm-hmm. massive chains and whatever. And, that's if that's your style, like cool. Doesn't make you a, like you're not going to hit a fastball better if you have chains on or off. Yeah. But it is people are watching this and it has lasting effects. Mm-hmm. So we're the more we get away from the past and we stop. Maybe the unread rules is like a really high level of looking at, it, but they don't talk about the history. Who doesn't? I don't think I think MLB is trying to get a new fan base by. Leaving its history, ditching behind. the history. And I I couldn't that is agree more. Killing me. It's killing me. Yeah. I think there's a lot to be said about nurturing that and teaching it, and it doesn't come with bat flips. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Yeah. I know there were home runs that were hit, and people yeah. were excessively celebrating. Reggie Jackson. Oh, he could celebrate. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, he'd let you have it. Like, but, and then he, you know, then the game would govern itself. You get plunked, teams let each other have it, and then mm-hmm. they move on. Mm-hmm. That, that shit just, I, I don't know. It's, uh, and I don't, it's, I, I guess the only reason I harp on it and, and the reason why I get so frustrated is that if I didn't love it so much, I don't think it would hurt. 
I'm still so passionate about the game. I haven't watched a game on TV yet this year. Okay. Um, I've only listened to it on the radio. Interesting. Okay. And how many games in are we, we think? I think we're like six, maybe seven. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I haven't either, and I, I think that's such a, the bat flip thing or the, the stand at home plate thing is so interesting because I watched the people who could get away with it, and it was basically two players, Bonds and Griffey. <laughs> and it's because they were so sick that it was just kind of accepted. Yeah. And other people that did it, it didn't fly, but somehow it flew with them. And so I don't know enough about Vlad Guerrero Jr. to know if he's up in that club, but I watched him hit three home runs, and I watched him not even budge off a home plate (laughs) staring at these things. It's quite a feat. Three in a game is pretty sweet. And two of them weren't even close. They just left the stadium quickly after having his hand stepped on at first base. Oh, wow. So it was really impressive. But let's remind ourselves, this is April. How important is it for you to stand there and be a badass? And again, if he's down to get plunked and other teams don't like it, I think that's completely fine if that's how he wants to handle himself. But you remember the guy, the... uh there was a, a kicker twins in football, the Grammaticas. Okay, yeah. There, one was righty and one was lefty, but they were both NFL caliber. And studs. Well, one of them kicked a first quarter field goal, and it maybe put their team up three or something of the like. This Grammatica celebrated, jumped in the air, to do his celebration and then get the like doink the knee went out of alignment and you go let me get this straight you're a kicker and you're celebrating in the first quarter yeah you hit a 42 yarder what the fuck are you doing (laughs) you did your job so i gotta i gotta kind of bring that up for the april three game home or the three home runs in a game it's an amazing feat probably you know a hundred 200 players have done that in history. There's something very special about that. But it's not like he only did it on the third one. He did it on all three. And if someone feels like they're being shown up for that, they're going to plunk them. Well, I mean, like, the the showing up piece is is interesting. Like, that's, that's what I love about baseball. I mean, it's a team game, but when it comes down to it, it's a showdown. You versus the pitcher. Yeah. And if you best them, good on you. Yeah. All right? And that's why you get to run the bases at a slower speed, mm-hmm. and then you get a run. That used to be good enough, you know? And then now it's it's not good enough, or we need more flair, or whoever. What What is it that we need? I didn't, I didn't understand, and that's why I wanted to talk to you so badly and share views or at least get this point of view out there is what did we miss what why does it need to change i love that question it's not that it can't it's like did it need to where was i you know it's uh it's the owners i don't see any way around it and the owners needed more money I, I think that's just, it's the simplest answer to a 
slightly complex question, but it's the easiest one to get an actual answer when you, when you ask it. And if a hundred million people are tuning in to a baseball game and there's 8 billion people on the planet, the thought is I can make a hell of a lot more money if more people are watching the game. And it's really easy to take an old set of unwritten rules and say, that's stupid. That gets in the way of my dollars. I don't think there's anything that's driving the sport more than that right now. And I tuned into a Giants game, only one so far this season, but it was a home game and it was a Monday night and it was cold in San Francisco. But that park was pretty much empty. And that made me, I don't know. It just made me think this is not good. Whatever they're trying to do, I don't think is working. I'm ready to be proved wrong, but I, I don't see it going that route. Yeah. I, I, too bad. I, you, uh, yeah, it is really too bad. I, I mean, I love that we can sit here and pick the game apart or, or air out the grievances, but it's coming from a place of like the further we get away from the parts of the game that make it special or without trying to nurture those parts because of dollars and cents or it's not flashy enough or it's not fast enough. The game, like you mentioned before, the game, like on the radio, it's such a beautiful game on the radio. The pace is perfect. But now we're trying to make it something it isn't. Of course it's going to fail. It's not football. It's not basketball. Let's go. Let's talk about the All-Star game real quick. <laughs> okay. I love trying. I love your conversation about the All-Star game with Anonymous too. Because he was talking about how Ray Fossey ended his career oh, that also in, game, yeah. in an exhibition game. Yeah. And I couldn't help but think that I know a quote. I was watching a show about in Willie Mays in like 86 or 85. Gets asked a similar question to that. And he's like, oh, what do you think about people saying that it's just an exhibition game and why people try so hard? And he goes, well, those are the people that aren't there. Yeah. And Great point. But only, not only that. It's the best all-star game out of all the sports mm -hmm. by a mile. Good point. Another great point. So why aren't we nurturing that? Instead, now it ends in a tie. You know, like it used to mean more. You mm -hmm. wanted to play against the best guy on the other, on the other field in the other league. I'm sorry. But now you got guys sitting out the all-star game. It's not football where the Pro Bowl doesn't mean anything. It's not basketball where the best part is the skills competition. Yeah. The best part of the all-star game is you get to see Randy Johnson throw behind John Crook. Yep. And it's super rad. Yep. And that's what, why are we not utilizing that to drive the sport? Yeah. Goes right back to investments. That's why. And that's what stinks about it. It's so painful when it's all right there. I mean, we have to go back into our history to find the great all-star moments. I guess what's sad is, you know, I used to 
a friend of mine in junior high, we would make a point to spend the night at each other's house when it was All-Star Weekend so we could watch the thing. I'm thinking of the last 20 All-Star Games since uh, that moment. And I wasn't watching it, but I could think of Hamilton's home run streak at Yankee Stadium. And that's all I got. I can't think of one other All-Star moment. And that's the shame, is I want to tune into it. But yet, 20 years in a row, I just haven't. And it's not because I was too busy. It's because something seemed to change in it, and it wasn't as important. Yeah. And that's the tragedy of this baseball lover that's just like, oh, All-Star Weekend came and went, eh, I guess. Oh, well. Oh, I guess that would have been cool, but I didn't hear anything about it, so oh, well. If this guy with this microphone is saying, oh, well, that is really dangerous territory for the sport because I've had a wiffle ball bat in my hand from day one. And there I go. It's just, I actually don't care. Like, they did it to me. Yeah. It's not, this guy doesn't tune in anymore. It's, you lost me. Yeah. What a shame. Truly. Asset management, bro. A fan might not like it. The shakiness is very real. Well, Anonymous 3, what a pleasure to have you. All you care about is, oh, who hit the bomb today? Yeah.